Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. What's happening? And welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. I'm back from Daytona. If you missed me, well, sorry I wasn't here if you didn't. Meh. <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> we'll just move on. Exactly. Jacob Seelman, uh, across the table, when Red hits the camera button here in a second after he gets comfortable. There we go. Tom Baker to the far right of the screen, to the far left of the screen. is our. Uh, I'm almost ready to call Nick Monter a co-host now. Yes. Well, that's fine by me. Re- re- yeah. Recurring character. We'll say for he's the a moment. part of the family now. Yeah, well, he's brought part of the family with him yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> for the night. Literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. We will welcome for the first time to the madness uh, one of the uh, top Arkhamnard Series team owners, if not the top at this point, Billy Venturini. Uh, glad to have you with us, certainly. We've, we've had pretty much the entire rest of the squad in with us, so now we get the ringleader. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. We uh, look forward to talking to Billy. I, I know I've got some history that I want to get into with Billy Absolutely. at some point tonight, uh, Tom, and very excited to do that. I know, of course, the uh, you know certainly top of the line to talk about is uh, rehashing everything that happened down in Florida during Monday's rain-delayed 60-second running of the Daytona 500. Of course, we have a new three-time winner to talk about in Denny Hamlin. We uh, will also break down the crash that thankfully Ryan Newman uh, as we know now has walked out of Halifax Medical Center from and we'll get to all of that uh, coming up in this show but certainly Tom with that race I would say uh, quickly more that we more that we've had to unpack from a Daytona 500 than I can think of in quite some time. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think there were some really cool storylines that developed throughout the race. Uh, obviously the usual share of mayhem yes. <laughs> that always seems to uh, yes. develop at Daytona throughout the race, and you know some some real some real fun names running for the win at the end. It's really it's kind of a shame that that we're kind of that we're always probably going to remember this for what happened to Ryan because right. You know, there there were some other really great performances in that race, I thought. There were, and I want to get to that coming up in a little bit, including somebody who came across the line seventh and had plenty to say because he always has plenty to say. But uh, before we get to all that, we'll take a break, come back with more Motorsports Madness in just a minute. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. 
Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. We'll get to him. Don't worry. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Moncher, and Billy Venturini. Uh, It's not a roundtable anymore. I'm still in the habit of saying roundtable because we did for like three years, but... You know, we we can be like the knights of the round table, yeah, Tom. Even though like there's that. not a round table. Yeah. Uh, Red is producing, by the way. Uh, James Mellick is over there punching buttons and well, attempting and probably failing to keep us in line because this is just how it works. Yeah, it's hard on this show to keep you guys in line. Motorsports madness up on is this show. madness. Yeah. I will tell you that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I can go ahead and say that the finish to Monday's Daytona 500 was madness, too, for sure all the was. wrong reasons, unfortunately. Yeah. Of course, now we know Ryan Newman uh, very much okay out of the hospital, and that's a good thing for everybody. But I want to I wanna circle back, Tom, to the beginning of that race for okay. for a couple of minutes and, and go, doggone it. I really wish we hadn't had the rain push it to Monday because when I can sit here and look at the ratings that Fox was on pace for and realize that we had at, at peak time over 11 million sets of eyeballs watching what was going on at Daytona. Yep. Yes, you can attribute uh, the president's visit for being part of that, but I think a gener- there's a general upswing period, not just around the race, but around, the, you know, you felt a different buzz going into this year, and that kind of audience numbers, even though it didn't totally translate into a rain-delayed Monday, I think that's optimistic. Well, I agree. I mean, and, and I've never, you know, over the last two, three years, I think I think people are still too hung up on the ratings numbers anyway, because more and more people are unplugging from 
cable TV and, and streaming and and they're yeah they're getting the 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 content from other sources. So if for example I uh, I mean I have cable now it, it, where I moved to because part of the part of the rent. But um, for the last two years I was in the house I was in previous I had a stream box and I didn't miss a single race. But I wouldn't have counted in the ratings because I'm not I didn't have cable. So um, I think the ratings are very misleading. And if you look at, I think it was five of the first six weeks of last year, the cup race was the highest rated sports event of the weekend, despite the fact that the ratings were, you know, lower, obviously, than they would have been five years ago. So, I mean, I kind of look at this as a good sign. Yeah, it was great that everybody, you know, but I think you got to look at digital numbers. You got to look at social media numbers, all of that. NASCAR is still, there's still plenty of interest in the sport. All sports are down TV ratings numbers wise, just because of what I just said. Mm -hmm. People are getting their content from sources that aren't cable. When we look at the box score, obviously we'll get to the last lap in a sec in a second, but just looking at the box score in yeah. general, I think we could have assumed that Denny Hamlin, you know, was one of the favorites going in sure. and, and backed it up. I mean, I, I admit, because of everything that happened, I didn't really dig into the box score till well after the race. But when you consider that Denny led 79 of 209 laps in that race, which was more than twice what anybody else did, I mean, three of the last five Daytona 500s, the man is for real. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree. I'll, you know, although I, it's like I said to you earlier, I, th there's so much luck involved in winning a Daytona 500, but Denny's just had a little bit of a run where he's had a lot of luck to go with his good. You know, he is very good on super speedways, but, uh, you know, he also has been very lucky. He may never win another one again. And it isn't because he suddenly yeah. forgot how to drive a super speedway. You know, it's just because it takes that combination. You got to be in the right place at the right time and miss, you know, whatever wrecks are there. And and he um, said going into it that he didn't feel really good about the race because yeah. they had had so much luck the last few years. I mean, Nick, you've been around this a while. You know, it. It you can say, well, he's really good. Obviously, you got to be a modicum of good at Daytona to win the 500, but it took Dale 20 years to win it, but I wouldn't say it was because he wasn't good at Daytona. He just didn't have the luck to go with his good. No, you're pre precisely right. I mean, Dale proved himself time and time again he was he was good. I mean, Billy went there how many times in, in race, and, you know, he always had good cars, and as a team we've been there a bunch and always had good cars, and it's just as much of a crapshoot as you say it is. You know, yeah. you could have the best car there and something happen, take you out on lap one. I mean, that happened to, to Selfie two years ago. Go ahead, Billy, if you want to jump in. Well, I'm going to contradict you guys a little bit here. Okay. I think law of averages, you just look at someone's resume of work and, and it all balances out. I mean, Dale, Dale Earnhardt didn't win at 500 but one time. But how many wins did he have at Daytona? 34. Like, yeah. Exactly. Sure. So yeah, I, sure. I, law of averages shows the guys that are really good. Denny Hamlin's really good. Yes, he might, might not have had any misfortune the other night, but that move he pulled, there might not have been three guys that would have been disciplined enough to pull that move. That was arguably Agreed. the best yep. restrictor plate move yep. I've ever seen, mm -hmm. and that includes Dale Earnhardt type stuff. I mean, that that was it wasn't the move that he that he pulled to win the race. It was the move he pulled that he didn't pull. The block that he didn't that he didn't uh, try to to play in the middle of the back straightaway when that would have caused a wreck and taken him out on the last so, lap. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He he bought his time and he knew that if he wrecked himself, he had no shot of winning. He stayed disciplined, let them make the move, sucked right back up, 
and then it just worked out really well for him. Tom, I'm glad Billy brought that up because yeah. it's a very it's a very strong point in that he, he pretty much did. He let Newman and Blaney go by him and tucked in to give himself a shot to win that race. If he doesn't do that, I say he has no chance, or as Billy said, they all end up piled up on the backstretch. Well, sure. And 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 again, that's the experience in it that, that Denny has that kind of dictates him to do that and the maturity. Um, you know, the uh, it's it it definitely he is good at Daytona. Um, I'm just saying that when you look at the stat of three 500s and you say, well, he's the best super speedway racer in the series, like some people have now, I don't think that just winning three Daytona races necessarily puts you there. Because again, no, I agree. You know, there's circumstances, but certainly he's in the conversation and that's, that's, you know, more than enough. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, um, that's a tough race to win. It is. And, absolutely. you know, Denny has done it three times, just like Jimmy's won seven championships in, yeah. you know, the first how many years of the, 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 the playoffs, playoffs yeah. you know, chase playoffs. Um, you know, he, in that, in this, in that era, Jimmy's been the best and, you know, it's, uh, Denny definitely has improved his super speedway. I think, I think Denny's mental game has improved over the last year, and I think yep. that's the big difference right now for, for him. For sure. Yep. Yeah, uh, seven wins now in the last 37 cup races going back to the beginning of last year. Yeah. Uh, going through the field, a couple other strong performances. Obviously, Ryan Blaney finishing now as uh, the runner-up in two of the last three or two of the last four Daytona 500s. You had Chris Buescher, a career-best run in third, which yep. undoubtedly is going to get overshadowed by uh, what happened to his teammate. Again, we'll get to analyzing uh, the miracle in Daytona here in a couple of minutes, but uh, Brendan gone career best Daytona 500 finish in seventh. And I talked to Brendan after the race; he was extremely well in Brent in typical Brendan gone fashion, extremely vocal after uh, what was a <laughs> heck of a run. He extremely, you're vocal. right, but it's a heck of a run for that beard uh, beard motorsports team. I can only imagine. Can you imagine? He probably talks in his sleep. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine what that? That would be a show in itself. Um, and Brendan Gaughan is Reagan. a show in, his, in itself. David yeah, David Reagan, Reagan in fourth. fourth. I'm sorry. I, mean, I did. I glossed right over Reagan without thinking about it. Uh, he, that was a one-off for him. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and basically, the reason David ran that race was so he would be eligible to test the next-gen car for Ford right. later this year. Um, because you have to run, have run at least one Cup Series race this year in order to test the next-gen car. So now David's able to do that. He'll be the Ford test driver for the next-gen car later this year, and he said he's keeping his suit dusted off in the event that they need him. So, you know, a lot of, uh, as we mentioned, a lot of great things really coming out of this Daytona 500, uh, unfortunately, that are being you know, somewhat overshadowed by the crash at the end that uh, that put Ryan Newman at Halifax. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, we, we Corey LaJoy finished eighth, obviously being such a b bad part of that. My yeah. gosh. Uh, John Hunter you know, Nemechek, 11th, uh, by yep, the way, 11th, as a rookie. Justin Haley, 13th in the first race. And Haley should have been better than that yeah. if it wasn't for that one restart yep. crash that he had with Boyer and McDowell. Yep. Who finished 14th, by the yeah. way, McDowell and Bubba, 15th, Brendan Poole, 16th. So, I mean, you had... You had some guys that that had good performances there, and that's you know it's a great way to start the year. It may not it necessarily translate to how you're going to run the rest of the races, but it's a good start. But it's a good confidence. Exactly, it's just a confidence boost. We're going to take a so. break. We'll be back with more motorsports madness in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCompeterGrid.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Zielman, Tom Baker, Nick Montra, Billy Venturini uh, on the front sides of the cameras. James Mellick on the back side of the camera, punching buttons, keeping us on the air as we roll through here tonight on uh, WSIC-TV, Performance Motorsports Network, and uh, all the other places you can catch us on a week-to-week basis. And we talked about some of the strong finishes uh, in the Daytona 500 in our last segment, now we'll uh, re- now that uh, we know the full extent of the situation, that Newman's out of the hospital, all that, we can look not only really look ahead to Las Vegas, Tom, and uh, you know thank our lucky stars that it wasn't what it could have been, but 
two, I think now we can actually, as Corey LaJoy did on his Sunday Money, Sunday Money podcast this week, actually start to break down this crash a little bit because, you know, when when you sit and you look back at this and realize, okay, the initial Blaney tips him sideways and Newman hits the wall hit isn't that bad. And even the flip itself kind of reminded me of the Clint Boyer going over bit back in the 2007 Daytona 500. It was quite simply just Corey LaJoy coming in there with no place to go that made this thing look so dire. Yeah, um, I mean, we we had it on here in the studio, obviously. We were doing Elite Lap, and you see that collision, and at first we thought it was Brennan Poole because it looked like a five on the roof. It, 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 we thought it was, it was Poole, but when you, when you realized it was Corey and then you watched it again on the replay, it was one thing when you saw it in real time because it all happened so quick. I don't think you really absorbed what no. actually, but when you saw well, the replay, as, as then, I was going to say, as Melick said, when you were watching live, they didn't go back. They didn't cut yeah. back to Newman's no. car. They kept the initial live cam on the finish. They showed the finish. Yeah. Then they yeah. went back yeah. to the, the crash because they went to Newman and all you saw was he was upside down. So you didn't know exactly what happened to him. Once they showed the replay and you saw the initial hit, you were like, "Oh man, that's bad." Yeah, it was it was just scary. It, it was it was an, it was hard. It was bad enough that he to see him hit the wall, come off the wall. But when Corey hit him, I mean, you know, I've been around the sport for almost fifty years now, and thirty two years in inside in the media and whatever. It just didn't look. I mean, you you immediately assume the worst. You know, I don't know it, how you couldn't have when when you watch a driver get hit right in that driver's side window. Yeah, I mean, and to realize that it was a about a fifty-five G impact. I mean, fifty-five yeah. Gs is I, I can't even begin to tell you. That's that, going towards upper end of what yeah. the human body can even withstand. It was it so. was a miracle. I, that's why I keep, I call it the miracle of Daytona. I I don't. My gosh, I mean, it was incredible, really, and 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 even Corey to to not be hurt worse right. than he was, um, you know, in that in that that crash is just uh, amazing, honestly. Well, and you have to stop and consider that the very safety event innovation that Newman helped design after his uh, initial super speedway crash there, well, not initial, but one of his earlier ones back in 2009 at Talladega that they now call the Newman bar, ironically yeah. enough, ultimately ended up helping to save both his life and Corey's life. Yeah, it, that's really amazing. And, you know, again, it, it's a testament to the overall safety, not only the cars, but the safer barrier. I mean, all of it, that whole package came together to, uh, you know, to, to allow for, for Ryan to be able to survive that. And to realize that it's, it's basically three days as we do this show live on Thursday nights, three days after the race, he's out of the hospital. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, and, and he's home and you it just, Remarkable. thank God. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how else to, to talk about it really other than to thank God because I, I don't understand how he survived. I well, really don't. I was going to say, we were talking about it during the break, actually, and, and Billy, you're probably one of the better ones to to sit here and help us look at this because you went through a, a nasty crash of your own back in 2005 at Daytona that that probably easily could have been a whole lot worse than what it was. Yeah, yeah. In 2005, last lap of the race, there was a a bad wreck in, a wreck in the back straightaway, and uh, hell, I did, gosh, a bunch of us crashed. I want to say maybe 12 or 14 of us ended up crashing, and uh, 
I got right reared, and it was one of those. It was a double impact, so I mm. got right reared, hit the wall, and then sat there. And then, gosh, I don't know, twelve or fourteen seconds later, I got hit, just while I was totally stopped, and that's when I got injured. Mm. And then, and then you're scrambling out, already injured at that point, because oh wait, the car's on fire. Well, it was it was one of those things. I knew my, the severity of my wreck yeah. when, it, when it happened, because honestly, I stayed conscious the whole time. It's kind of mm. weird, but I, I heard my neck crack. And I was oh. like, yeah, I know, it's Ooh. gruesome as hell. Um, but oh. it, it, uh, I knew that, so I knew my neck was broke. Yeah. And I went to go climb out, and I couldn't because I was like, it's like, oh, man, I can't move. And I really, it was like the, and this is going to, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys kind of the inside scoop and all this. So I was like, I was sitting there, and the thing catches fire, and I was, like I said, knew I needed to move. And I went to go move, and my hands were, I like couldn't feel them. I was like, mm. oh, no, this is bad. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm going to burn to death on the back straightaway at Daytona. <laughs> that's going to suck. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. And uh, But stayed really what calm. Like, I was, like, really calm. At least I know what, I, what I'm going to do yeah. if I'm ever in a life-threatening Jeez. situation. And, yeah. uh, and all of a sudden, then my hands wow. started, like, tingling, like, when you got pins and needles. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel my fingers. And they were already sitting on my belts because my hands were in my lap. I had no idea. And uh, so I just climbed out. I undid my lap belt and climbed out. I didn't... And someone, I know everyone's like, well, you climbed out with a broken neck. I was like, the car was on fire. Like, there's not like you're, <laughs> not at that point, you're not negotiating a lot of deals. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. I know my neck's bad, but I know fire's bad too. Yeah. So fire's yeah. I'm going to go ahead and climb yeah. out and take my chances. And when the safety worker got there, <clears throat> and my sister tweeted some stuff with the Newman uh-huh. wreck, and that's where I was yeah. able to kind of add some stuff. But when the safety worker got there, I knew him because he worked for the Arca series. And I told him, I was like, Mark, I broke my neck. And, uh. Man, his eyes got big as saucers, and and he was, and he kind of, he just held my head there, and uh, and they put a board on me while I was standing uh, outside my car with my helmet still on, taped me there, left my helmet on with wow. rubber blocks, and then kind of tipped me over, put me in the ambulance, and they took me right to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Which back then, if you went right to the hospital, it was usually a really bad sign. Yeah, but being in Daytona. They opened the back straightaway. I didn't even go through the tunnel. They opened the back straightaway crossover right there, and I was at the I was at the hospital in three minutes. You know, so right. it's, and, and Daytona's different, like I said, than every other racetrack. Your the hospital's right there, right why, off turn uh, four. Right, yeah. exactly. Why go to the infield care center if you know you're going to have to go to the hospital? Exactly. If you know it's severe, take them right there before traffic gets bad too. Right. You know, I mean that's something you got to think yep. about. So just take them right then, and that's what they did with Newman was. Yeah, straight there. Yeah, they 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 did. They took the ambulance, uh, you know, backwards, front straightaway, right around to that backstretch crossover gate, Tom. And you know, you you mentioned that you clocked it twenty minutes after, uh, you know, twenty minutes after the accident. He, they had him extracted from the race car. Got you know, took the yeah, screens, got him right minutes. right in the the ambulance, and then just took him, you know, counterclockwise right out the crossover gate and right over there to to Halifax to the trauma center and. You know, as as you said, you know, I, I can't believe three days later we're talking about Ryan being out of the hospital and home. But, you know, we are. Well, and I think Billy gave us a good perspective, too, mm-hmm. that, you know, we immediately assume, you know, if you're going straight to the hospital. Right. I mean, bad. it's, it's yeah. bad um, in this case. I mean, I, yes, th- there was a degree of bad. You know what I'm saying? But but it it. it it's just one of those situations where, as Billy said, just take him straight there. It's not far. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you mess around in the infield care center if you know that right. the end result is you want him over there? Just take him over there. And, you know, and, uh, you know, it, uh, it was just a scary thing to watch. And, again, there was so much to process, too. Not only Ryan's crash and, and the hit that he got from 
Corey, but then the aftermath, you know, thinking about Corey, um, and then Ryan Blaney, who, yeah. you know, obviously got into the back of him and, yeah. and you know, created the scenario, not surely not on purpose or of any intention of his, you know, what are they thinking about? I mean, how, right. how what are they thinking right now? And so, and in the meantime, Hamlin's going to victory lane and he doesn't know anything. Exactly. You know, he, when all this ne- is going on, it was, was a say, lot Denny, to process. Denny never came all the way back around yeah. to, to know right. how bad Newman's exactly. situation was. Yeah. And you know, as uh, Chris Lambert later said on social media late Monday night, uh, you know, he had taken his radio off right. pretty much immediately sure. to go down to Jason Jarrett and check on Newman. Yeah. So, you know, he, as he said, he took responsibility for the message not being relayed only because he didn't have his radio on at well, that point. Well, but Denny said he took his. Right. Denny took know, his radio right off, the too. the car to do the deal for NBC and, you know, so. Fo- well, Fox. But or yeah. Fox, sorry. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's that kind mm-hmm. of a, um, everything's going on all, right. all at the same time and you're just trying to process it all. And, um, right. I think the quick question, I mean, obviously, the, the immediate quick question is, okay, so what, you know, what do we take away from this wreck from a safety standpoint? And, I, you know, this is one, again, where NASCAR, I'm sure, you know, they've already taken both cars back to the R&D center. They're going to analyze them to try and figure out where, if anything, they can do to make these cars even safer. But that was the immediate point that I thought of. I'm not sure how much safer you can possibly make these cars at this point, looking at what we saw. Well, I mean, I'd like to defer to to, to Billy and, and Nick and even James because they work on the cars and drive the cars and know the cars. Um, you know, is there anything that you guys feel like maybe we could look at and learn from with regard to the crash? I mean, it's I'm not a safety expert. Well, well I think these race cars are built for a certain angle impact mm-hmm. and... You just can't build them for 360 degrees of impact. I mean, you can, yeah. but we also got to weigh 3,300 pounds, and there's eventually yeah. going to be a point where we're going to have a 7,000-pound vehicle. Right. Like, it, it just, there's going to be a couple vulnerable parts, and unfortunately, one was exposed the other night. Mm-hmm. You said something, Nick, before the show about the fuel. Yeah, that, that struck me about the amount of fuel that came out. Um, after the wreck and Fox zoomed in on it and showed it and you could see it looked like he severed the side of the the fuel cell which you know that's that's a steel box and there's a bladder inside there that's supposed to be impenetrable so I feel like that'll probably be one area that NASCAR does focus on just how do we lose so much fuel in that situation yeah Mm -hmm. interesting I can't disagree with that I'll get uh, Red's thoughts on this on the other side of a break but we do have to step aside we'll be back with more of Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu in just a minute Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, 
And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Montra, Billy Venturini on tonight's program with James Mellick, who I'm going to get to turn his microphone on in just a minute, behind the proverbial glass, uh, punching buttons and keeping us on the air. We've been talking about safety in our uh, most recent segment and certainly breaking down some of the uh, finer points of the crash on the last lap of Monday's Daytona 500 that involved Ryan Newman, Corey LaJoy, uh, and the like. And Mellick, you obviously, uh, with your work at Levine Family Racing, uh, you put your hands on these cars in the shop on a week-to-week basis, and, and I am curious some of the safety takeaways or thoughts that you have after having seen Newman's crash on Monday night. Just, you know, I know it's going to be a little bit, and we're really going to have to think a lot of things through before we figure out what places, if any, we can, you know, really work on these cars. But, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, my first thought was, as an interior guy, you're freaking out because that's like what you work on. You look at it, and you're thinking, oh, my. You know, this guy gives me the opportunity to take care of him, and now he's put into a dangerous situation. So now you feel upset in yourself because of that situation. You didn't create it or anything like that, but still, you feel like, you know, you had a part of that. Uh, But the safety parts I look at, these cars are safe. Um, But the big things I noticed in that were the roof collapsed like it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. They have the reinforcement there, but the roof hatch was unable to be used because it collapsed on his head. Um. That was a big problem, I think, because Ryan's a big guy, so mm-hmm. it fell down on top of him. And then the fuel cell, uh, Nick mentioned that it looked like it was severed from the side, 
but at the same time, it looked like the actual fuel head that connects to the top of the gas can was leaking, and on the inside of those gas cans are supposed to have weights that drop down on top of the fuel heads, both the one that mm-hmm. takes the fuel in and the reserve uh, overflow that block those off from allowing fuel out. Yeah. So um, maybe there was something that failed in there. I don't know, but I think NASCAR is going to deeply look at the fuel cell area and maybe even possibly moving the drivers more to the right in something in the roof area. Well, I have to to definitely agree with everything that both of you have said about the the, the fuel coming out of the thing was a major concern. And I'm sit- Tom, I know I was sitting there watching the fuel pour out of this thing go, get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out, yeah. get him out, because I'm sitting I'm sitting here waiting for something to catch fire. Yeah, it's you know that's and that's the scariest thing of all. Yeah. in in the sport is is fire. You don't want fire. You know, so when you see all that pouring out, and it really, honestly, I wonder why it didn't. I mean, you had a small fire there, but the fire and the right. fuel never, you know, never got together. It was just, gosh, I mean, it there, was scary. Yeah, that was just was. a scary thing. The biggest thing I heard from that um, was that the wind was blowing the direction to blow the flames away, away from, from the where fuel. the gas was yeah. dropping. That's the only thing that the only thing I think that saved him was the fuel was blowing. Or the wind was blowing the fuel yep. away. At least that's yeah, where for I'm sure. going with it. No, I, that's where a lot of people, myself included, have gone with it. Uh, uh, it was an angel with looking, it this out, week. looking out for Ryan. No in that doubt. Whole situation. No doubt to see him, you know, now be able to walk out of the hospital. And that's the 100%. biggest thing with with his two little girls. Those two little girls get to have more days with with their yeah. father, and that you know that to me, Amen. there's no no sweeter thing than that right there. Mm. Um, so, you know, and, and shoot. When you really look at that, at that, and realize that even crashed and upside down and hit by Corey LaJoy, to realize that even amid all that, Tom, his last lap average speed for that race was 193 miles an hour. Yeah. If that tells you just how hard LaJoy propelled Newman across the line. Well, and, you know, James, he finished ninth. Yeah, yeah. Corey was eighth and Ryan was ninth. I mean, I mean, he took a you, shot. You just you, you think about how all of that happened and they still stayed in the top ten. Yeah, that's how you know fast they were going. I mean, they were they were really really moving. And I got something I want to ask Billy real quick. As you heard me mention there, it's uh, for an interior guy to see something like that and worry about the guy inside that car um, is tough. And for an owner to think they're not think to know they're putting a safe product on the racetrack and to see that happen. What is it like for an owner to see something like that? Well, fortunately, I've, we've never been in a position where we've had a driver injured um, that was driving for us. But, I'm, I, mean, there's, I mean, there's definitely a chance that could happen. Um, I did have a scare really early in our in our career uh, of me being an owner, which was at uh, actually at Gateway in at St. Louis. I had a, had a kid driving for us flip down the back straightaway. And, man, it just makes your heart just drop in your stomach. It yeah. was terrible because, I mean, I was there with his dad, and I thought, Thought for sure he was injured, and he ended up being fine. But man, it was it was a scary moment. Mm. Yeah, it's those yeah. where you know you just sit back and and I think we all you know this was one of those gut checks, Tom. Yeah. Where uh, you know we I think sometimes honestly, are st- because the cars are so safe, lulled into a false sense yep. of security that you just don't think something like this can happen, and then something like Monday night does happen it's it's you know, really i think a wake-up call not just for the entire sport but really the entire <laughs> industry well and even though it had such a an incredible Positive, miraculous yeah, ending, ending yeah um i i think you still have to 
almost, you know, look at it as if it didn't. I mean, right, it still happened. Sure. And, you know, the next driver might not be so lucky. So it's just a reminder that even with all the improvements in, in safety and technology, racing is still a dangerous sport, mm-hmm. you know. And I hope that, you know, maybe we look at it and, you know, I hope the drivers all look at it and say, well, what can we do different right. on the track, you know, over the course of that type of racing to, you know, lessen our chances a little bit you know right i want to quickly tie off the uh, xfinity and truck i think billy oh yeah i I do also want to point out how much safer our version of racing is than Mm -hmm. every other form i mean if you look at any other form of racing it it, the injury rate and even and even death toll there has been way greater over the last 15 years i mean in our stock car racing yeah it's like so it's so non-existent that it puts people into shock even the thought of it yeah but in other forms of racing that are racing right now it's still part of their yearly, you know, occurrences or, mm-hmm. or, or semi-annually or, or, you know, every couple of years yeah. or whatever. No you doubt. Know, but, but, I mean, so just keep in mind stock car racing and how safe it's gotten compared to every other form of racing. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and Tom knows I can speak to that just through the work I do with uh, Sprint Car Midget Magazine. Oh, of course. Just yeah. knowing that, yep. you know, how many, as Billy said, how many that we've had in that form of racing uh, be be injured or, or killed in the last couple of years. So, it, you know, it's, it's something that's still very present in the motorsports industry but he's he's right the stock car side of racing has has you know made so many strides since really you know 2000 2001 to prevent these things from being a very regular thing and i do think because it's not a regular thing that's just why we go holy crap when something like this does happen i think uh, well and i think obviously open wheel open cockpit racing is yeah need it it has work to do and i and they I, have done some know, work i think I, we yeah, can say i think uh i think there's still work to be done a lot of the short tracks with fencing and you know barriers yeah. and things like that but mm-hmm. yeah i billy's point is very well taken yeah so i do i do want to bring up a couple points real quick from the uh, xfinity and truck series before we sure. kind of dovetail off and and dig into some history and some arca stuff with with Billy, but uh, two things. Number one, in the category of the weird and bizarre, Melek, uh, we, we, we had the Jeremy Clements thing from the Xfinity race last Saturday where... I'm sitting here going, did some, did 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 a bomb go off on the front of the car? Like literally, the the hood just exploded and took the roof hatch with it. I'm like, I'm going, what? Yeah, that was wild. Um, I don't know what happened there. It was just like you said, it looked like a bomb exploded and the roof hatch said, see ya. And we've seen, you know, uh, I think it was what was it? It was a roof hatch, maybe possibly. I think it once was before, a, a, a roof Penske hatch, car, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, Keselowski, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, but we've if never seen right. a hood explode with the roof hatch. Yeah, that was what I I don't know if somebody forgot to put hood pin you know latch hood pins down or, or what happened there. Well, all that was still there. That was the craziest part about the whole thing. the The hood pin bars were there. The hood pins themselves were still there. But I mean, we talked about this a ton in the shop afterwards, and Billy and Shannon and Kevin, and it looked like they had bump drafted enough to where Jeremy's you know nose had caved in a little bit, and you could see it just slowly starting to shake there in the draft and when he got out and got all that air under it just went boom it was gone and i think that 
It's peace. Com- it's composite bodies. Yeah. yeah. It's composite. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's the same thing we fight. You're not allowed to brace them the way we really need to because mm-hmm. the series is so worried about us all cheating things up. And Xfinity is no. the same way. So yeah. they're all worried about what we're trying to do for bracing these things. And, and the bodies just are not on these things in a, in a secure manner. Um, you know, we've had stuff go through our roof. We've lost pieces. We've had uh, we've had windshield beds at the beginning that were, would buckle. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And we were kind of guinea pigs being the Arca series. But the Xfinity's just dealing with the same mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and this is just a product of, of that body. And, and I understand uh-huh. where the series is coming from, but there's a trade-off here, man. Right. No, yeah, for sure. You're right. It was it was one of my stranger friends on Twitter. What what kind of a bad bird upset stomach does that have to be to cause <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause it to fly off when it gets when it when it hits? Uh, but it, that's kind of what it looked like. It looked like something just sort of hit it. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, yeah, strange stuff, and uh, felt bad for Jeremy, honestly. Oh, I know because yeah. I felt like he was headed for a really, you know, I had a he had a fast car yeah. before that, yep. so just just a bummer to to see him unfortunately not be able to capitalize on it. Uh, of course, that race, a race won by Noah Gregson and Junior Motorsports, yep. uh, JRM taking their third straight win in the Daytona season opener. Uh, you know, heartbroken for Myatt Snyder too, who I thought had a great run going with. Uh, the RCR 21 car before just yeah. you know, contact that really looked largely innocuous. He was able to drive away from it, but uh, just knocked the rear end housing and the rear rear axle, rear suspension all around and busted it up. So, you know, shame for him. But in, in Noah's case, this could be the win, Tom, I think, that opens up the floodgates for the kid from Las Vegas because he's been waiting and working and... Yes, we saw the fun-loving Noah Gregson when he climbed the fence, but in the media center afterwards, I saw a Noah Gregson who is matured rapidly compared to where he was even eight months ago, and I see a Noah Gregson that is primed in a way that I never ne- might never have given him credit for up to this point of being ready to contend for a championship. Well, you you missed last week's show <laughs> because you were in Daytona. But- right. You know, I picked him to win the race, and I picked him to win the championship. And I believe that Noah Gregson, um, you know, I've I've believed in his talent from the time we saw him in in Canaan West. But it's always been a matter of kind of him growing into that role. And mm-hmm. I think Noah Noah has now. Again, we don't want to make a whole season out of a Daytona win because we've seen that before and then you don't win again, but I do believe he will. I think, you know, last year was a learning year for him. I think he's ready to go racing this year and it was good to see him get the win. Um, Harrison Burton, a good run for second. And how about Timmy Hill? Oh, uh, that was the feel-good run of the entire week, as far as I'm concerned. Timmy Hill told us after he raced his way into the Daytona 500 last Thursday night uh, in the duels that he had two cars, one on Saturday and one on Sunday, that he could go race with, ran third, with with Carl Long's 66 car on Saturday and, you know, had a shot to push Harrison Burton all the way to the win. And, you know, Sunday into Monday, raced his way from 32nd, 33rd up to the top 10. And then 
you know, yes, he falls back a little bit because they had to work on some bracing on the car, but was still there for a yeah. while. I mean, it was a great, you know, that's one of those feel-good, great runs for a small team that you just look at and really, you know, really brings a smile to your face for somebody like Carl Long, who's worked his butt off just to, exactly. you know, just to put cars on track in the Cup Series. You love to see that. That's what Daytona does, and you lo- those are the underdog stories you love. Yes. Haley finishes sixth. Uh, the other two calling cars inexplicably have trouble. Uh, Brandon Brown, a nice run for seventh. Ray Black, eighth. Ryan Sieg, ninth. And Alex LeBay gets tenth. Top ten for, for Alex for was awesome. Yeah. Josh Williams, LeBay's teammate, was uh, well on pace for a yes, top ten, too, by the way, before yep. some you know, unfortunate uh, misfortune and being involved in a in a one of the late race big ones for him. Uh, quick point on the truck series from Friday night. Uh, when we come back from break, more motorsports madness coming up around the turn. Stick with us. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels Levels, new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. 
Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Appropriate. We can slide Tyler Ankrum in just uh, just enough time to talk about a little bit of truck series yeah. stuff during this uh, short, stubby transitional segment. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, uh, Nick Montra, Billy Venturini, James Mellick, all floating around uh, like the Knights of the Round Table here on Motorsports Madness. And when you circle back to that truck series race on on Friday night, uh, what a finish, by the way. Grand Enfinger wins it, but I think this this is one of the few times where I'm pretty sure every single media member, if you asked them, you know, not on the record, were you disappointed Grand Enfinger won, they would probably all, myself included, say, yes, yes, because Jordan Anderson, though. <laughs> well, and look here again, you know, I, I can't believe the number of people on social media is, oh, Grant shouldn't have darned him like that. That was dirty driving. It's like you're going Whoa. to win it, Daytona. Yes. I, I, I got to believe because I've seen Jordan run enough because I've known him a long time. If the roles Jordan were reversed, have done the yes. Same doggone thing. Even if he says he wouldn't have. Yeah, he's, he'd yeah. be lying. I watched him run his dirt late model enough. Um, but how cool was that? Oh, I mean, was come great. on. That was the interview of the weekend. Yes. I mean, that was absolutely the interview of the weekend. And look, I don't want to shortchange Grant. Grant did a great no. job. Thor Sports a great team and, and glad to see him win it. Jordan in second, Cody Roybaugh in third, Derek Krause fourth in his debut for BMR, and Natalie Decker fifth in her <laughs> debut for Nice collectively was the coolest way to start a Daytona weekend. I mean, that's just you just love the unpredictability. It goes to show if you're yeah. in it, you can you can, you can run win, up front it. And yeah. win it. Yep. Yeah, and, and Grant breaking the drought. You know, last yeah. year going winless, even though he won the regular season championship, to come back now and they hey, we, we checked that box. We're good now. Winless no more. Correct. But yeah, Natalie, uh, best female finish in the history of the NASCAR Gander R V and Outdoor Truck Series, yeah. bettering uh Jennifer Joe Cobbs mark from a few Good years job ago. Good for her. I'm yeah, happy no, for I her. was happy to see her. You know, she they had a plan. It was hard for them to keep her stuck to it all day, yeah. but she stayed. You know, she stayed stuck to it, and it ultimately paid off at the end. Sometimes you do just have to to stay out of trouble and and, and miss the mayhem to have a shot at the end. That's exactly what yep. she did. Yep. You know, I uh, didn't see the Hitori truck for Austin Hill be able to defend their Daytona win from a year ago, but we know they're going to be very strong, uh, very strong throughout the season, and just you know, a lot of momentum for Jordan Anderson. So we'll take another quick break here. Second half of Motorsports Madness in a minute. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must 
must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. They're already laughing over there, and that falls under the category of we could tell you what we talk about during breaks, but if we did that, we'd have to kill you. Yeah, we do want to keep you alive. So, <laughs> Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Boncher, Billy Venturini, James Mellick with you uh, as we continue to talk racing tonight, and... Thankfully, we can talk about the people that helped make this show possible and haven't had to fix me yet tonight, even though I was gone for a week. Yeah, there you've done it. Now the next segment, we're going to have to reboot you. But uh, (laughs) anyways, yeah, My Computer Career is a great opportunity. If you're looking for a change in career or maybe you just want a first career, want to do something different, My Computer Career is training for a better life. It's pretty simple how this whole thing works. IT is what my computer career teaches. And IT is one of the fastest growing industries in the country and is expected to continue to be one of the fastest growing right through the 2020s. There are about 2 million unfilled cybersecurity jobs right now in this country. Way more demand for IT professionals than there are supply of qualified professionals to fill the positions. So here's what you do. You go to mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. They have a free career evaluation. Take that. Just go through the process. If you think that IT is a is a, a, a career that you'd like to pursue, well, My Computer Career has financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. Once you've gotten your training, and you can do this in as little as a few times a week, few days a week, either online or at one of the seven campuses across the country, when you're ready to actually enter the workforce, My Computer Career will work with hundreds of employers to get you out there and get you into a position and get you started on your new career. So mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life, and we appreciate all of the folks from My Computer Career for uh, being such a big part of the Race Chaser family, and we look forward to continuing that relationship in the years to come. Indeed. By the way, yes. I also, I, I also want to add this segment brought to you by the letter E, as in <laughs> D-E... N-N-Y, Denny <laughs> Hamlin, yeah, Dear Danny. New York Stock Exchange, 
fake news. Yeah, Danny Hamlin. <laughs> Wins the Daytona 500. Not. Yeah, well, you know, it's a yeah. hashtag editor props. Back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. This segment, Tom, brought to you by Victory Custom Trailers. Yeah, we want to welcome the folks from Victory Custom Trailers to Race Chaser Radio's family of uh, supporters and partners. And, of course, uh, they are based out of Michigan, but they can literally get a trailer to you anywhere in the country. They specialize in what their name says, 
custom-built trailers, not just for racing. It can be a horse trailer or for anything, a motorhome, an uh, an RV, uh, anything that you want, concession trailers, trucks, equipment, dump trailers. um, They've got it all, and and they're real... What, what makes them the place to go for a trailer is two things. One, the, the construction of that trailer is flawless. And two, the customer service is fantastic. Chris Hedinger and his staff go out of their way to make sure that your experience from start to finish is there. And so, uh, I mean, for, as far as brands, ATC, Bravo, Cargo Pro, Intech, U.S. Cargo, Renegade, Sport Chassis, Vintage, and more, uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Check them out and welcome Chris and the folks to Race Chaser Radio. And I can say they definitely will pop up and bring you a trailer anywhere because I wasn't expecting to run into Chris Hedinger in Florida until I happened to be at New Smyrna Speedway one of the nights during yep. the World Series and poof, there he was. Chris has a daughter, Katie, who's uh, running late models this year and Katie is actually a very articulate young lady for as young as she is and uh, you'll hear her not only on the commercial eventually here but she'll be on our show a few times this year along with Chris as well. Indeed, looking forward to yeah. that. Uh, anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to circle back now to some Arca Racing or Arca Menard Series, I should say, yeah. conversation and uh, really dig into uh, the mind of Billy Venturini. Now that's a scary thought actually <laughs> now that I say it out loud. Nick, Nick's already shaking his head over there. Oh, Go, go too deep. Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I I, I want to circle back really, you know, really to the beginning. Uh, we mentioned 2005 earlier, your crash at Daytona, Billy, but um, you had a win in there as a driver in ARCA competition, and then really about 2007, 2008, as you were transitioning from driver to crew chief, was really when the genesis of what we now know today as the Venturini Motorsports Driver Development Program really came to be. Yeah, it, it was... Uh I think the last race I ran was 07. I think I ran a couple of races in 07. Ran full-time in 06. That would have been my last full-time season. And then 07, we started to do some driver development. And I think our very first person we ever worked with <clears throat> was a kid named Ryan Fisher. Uh, I remember Ryan. Yeah, we worked with yeah, Ryan Fisher out of, Ryan. Uh, out of Canada. Canada, yeah. yeah British, eight, British Columbia, yep, right? He was part of the CJM program. <laughs> in expen- in yeah, push um, so, so we got we worked with him, and we worked with Mark Davis, and that's who got us in with I was Joe, Gibbs, say, I, I Joe know. Gibbs Racing. Right, and that was kind of what ended up per, yeah, getting us in with, with them, and, and we parlayed that into the Joey Logano deal, mm-hmm. and that's what really put us on the map. So uh, as far as your driving career, and I, I've wanted to ask you this over the years and just really never crossed my mind until right here looking at it you know the the full-time seasons that you ran you were top six in points every single year went sixth fifth fourth third picked up the win in 06 i mean was there ever any sense of of disappointment or regret that you missed out on the championship coming so close a couple of times you know i I don't really have any driving regrets none at all and i don't miss the seat at all um when I drove, it was kind of more of a family thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I enjoyed it, and I, and I thought that's really what I wanted to do. And then uh, and then when we went and started doing this, this really wasn't, you know, my, my mother and father are partners with me in the race team, but they're, uh, this was not their vision. This was not really their, their doing. Mm-hmm. They kind of pretty much... Actually, Dad really wanted nothing to do with this. To be honest, he he really he thought we were going to race as a family, and if we weren't racing as a family, he didn't want to race. So he kind of gave me the keys and was like, you know, hey, you got about three weeks weeks worth of payroll. You better figure something out quick. And uh, 
And honestly, that's how we got the deal rolling. Wow. Was it was with uh, wow. and in my actually last year when, when in my championship speech I, I talked about Tom Birdie, and it's a person yeah. probably a lot of people don't know about. But I I told the Tom Birdie story about how he was the most influential person and driver that I've had in the program, and no one even knows who Tom Birdie is hardly unless you're really involved in the sport. But he was the guy. He was not part of our driver development program. He was he was someone that we really just took care of a mm-hmm. race car for him. Yeah, but uh, he allowed us to make a living in 2007 when we needed to keep the doors open and from there i was able to par like i said get those other deals and get some momentum and get and get the fisher and get the uh, the mark davis and capitalized on those opportunities mm-hmm. and then there came the joey logano and then later in that same year came scott legacy we won a couple races you know we were we were still like a really small really not even established team you know you had to go all the way back to the 80s when we were really a powerhouse with dad and uh so we had to kind of build it one brick at a time, but we mm-hmm. did. Well, I the the day and and Nick smiled when I brought this up during one of the breaks. But the the day that you mentioned Joey Logano that really put I'll argue Venturini Motorsports on the map, and I'll call it what it was. It was an absolute ass kicking that y'all laid on them. Uh, the first ARCA race at Rockingham that Logano just went and smoked him. I mean, y'all brought a car that day, and Joey. Once he got to the lead, it was it wasn't even close after that, and that was the day that everybody looked up and went, "Oh, these guys are for real." Yeah, you know that's the maybe the most proud day I've ever had in, in, at a racetrack. Um, well, one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were really good, and that was something. You, we went down there, and <coughs> and Joey and I really worked on the car, and we made sure we got it really dialed in, and. Uh, Left the first test, felt good, and we were the fastest car. Didn't think we had it right where we needed it. And uh, so we went back down and tested again. And when we left there, we really committed to just running the high line, and everyone else was committed to running the low line. And uh, we were the only one that went up there, and we just we, we kind of killed them up on top. And uh, and what we did throughout that race was I was I tried to be – I knew how much better we were than the field, uh, just in car speed-wise. So at that point, what I did was kind of keep log of everyone else on pit road on what tires they had left. And I just was not going to let someone beat me on tires. And mm-hmm. if you remember the way that race played out, we a bunch of people took tires with like 40 to go, and I didn't. And we, and we lost the lead with about 30 to go, got the lead back with about 20 to go started to pull back away, and then Akash come out with 10 to go. Well, I still had a set of tires. Mm-hmm. But I knew Stenhouse did, too, because I'd kept my log. And uh, we rolled down pit road, put our tires on, and uh, I think we are going to have, like, five laps when we got the green. And I told Joey, I was like, I really would hope you're leading with three to go. And uh, we were leading getting into three, so and we won by <laughs> wow. six seconds. Yeah, so it was, everybody in the high it, was, uh, yeah. it was game over. So um, it was when you're that that good as a race car – it's really hard to win as Mm -hmm. as crazy as it sounds because everyone's doing stuff to beat you. So yeah, I just had to take everyone's play away and, uh, and we were fortunate enough to do it that day. And I mean, I think at one point we had left the whole field, but one car. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was, and I was a spectator that day and remember thinking to myself, wow, (laughs) (laughs) that that was really all you could think at that point was wow. And, and, you know, that that was the beginning, obviously, of, of, you know, the first win for Venturing Motorsports by a driver other than you or your dad. And it's led to, I'm just going to go down the list of some drivers who have won in in Venturini equipment over the years. You mentioned Legacy, Sean Case, Steve Arpin, Mikey Kyle, Brennan Poole now in the Cup Series, Alex Bowman obviously in the Cup Series, 
Um, John West Townley, Eric Jones in the Cup Series. Kyle Benjamin's been as high as Xfinity. Um, Austin Terrio in the Cup Series. Kevin Swindell picking up a win um, in Venturini Equipment. Um, Bell, Christopher Bell, who we can talk more about in a minute. I know you you know, you know, guys were really high on, on Bell when he was there. Um, Selfie, of course, finishing second in points last year. And, and some of the young guys now between uh, Christian Eckes winning a championship, Chandler Smith, uh, it, it's been really fun in in my eyes, Tom, to watch not only th- some of the drivers that have come through the Venturini program, but really some of the names that, if not for coming through the program, I, mean, I asked Joey about it at Talladega last year. He said if not for the Venturinis, he probably isn't in cup today because he learned what he needed to to be successful at the next level because of that team. Well, and I think that's the key is it's not, you know, people – key on how great the cars are and how fast they are but the training that billy the experience all of that um the people that they surround themselves with make make it very advantageous for a driver to be there and learn what they need to know to to be successful Mm -hmm. in the in in the national series we got about 15 seconds left, and I know if we get started on something, we'll break the clock, and Melik hates me 10. when I break the clock. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk more about the development process and everything that goes on at Venturini Motorsports with Billy back after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Huh. Funny, we have we, we we get the one Venturini driver that hasn't been in here yet to bring us back from break. We're working on that. Montre going to fix that slowly but surely. We'll get yeah. him out here. Yeah, I know that kid. I could probably make that happen. Oh no, no kidding. <laughs> and, and 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 I want to get to him because I think Chandler's probably one of the more interesting stories that's come through Venturini recently. Certainly, but uh, anyway, first welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Before I get too far ahead of myself, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Billy Venturini uh, in the center there, Nick Moncher. And then uh, Red, James Mellick, producing for us. There we go. There, there's the other side of the table. There you go. And uh, been talking uh, a little bit about the early history of the Venturini Motorsports uh, Driver Development Program. And it's certainly... Mantra, you were doing the list earlier, so help me out and, and, and you know, I'll let you give the exact numbers. But I know there were, between the top three national series last weekend at Daytona, what, somewhere in the realm of... Somewhere between 25 and 30 Venturini alums. We had nine in Cup, 10 if Suarez would have made it. Right. Uh, we had seven in Xfinity and six in Trucks. So 22. 22. Okay, so I was a little high, but I was oh. close. I mean, and, and shoot, Billy, I, I imagine that's got to be a huge point of pride for, for not just you, but really everybody at the shop, knowing how many drivers have, have come through y'all's doors over the years and gone on to do some of the things that they've done. That, I think that's probably what drives us the most is that that part that we're doing to to help better the the sport. That that's kind of you know I'm a, I'm a purist at at mm-hmm. heart about racing and and that's the part I think that I'm the print that I'm leaving on the sport. I was going to add. You mentioned it earlier that uh, that your mom and dad you know, weren't necessary necessarily crazy about the whole driver development thing, but you mentioned transitioning from the driver to the crew chief and kind of mentor role. What did you find there in that transition and starting to work with the younger drivers that that you really enjoyed? That was kind of your niche. Well, it was it was kind of funny how it's changed over in just the last. 12, 13 years. But, uh, when I first started, they were, they were like, uh, like buddies of mine. You mm-hmm. know, I was, I just got out of the seat. I'm in my early thirties, which made me a really young owner, you know, like mm-hmm. incredibly young and even a young crew chief at the time, right. um, by those standards. And, uh, and my drivers are in their mid twenties. And so there wasn't a big difference, man. We were, we were like pals. And then, uh, and then the next generation came around and it would have been like, maybe like the Brennan pools mm-hmm. and maybe even like the Justin Boston's and stuff like that, that, uh, more, more like little brothers. Like there was definitely a difference in age. There was, right. there was almost like a generation between us, but still a connection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then right after when they left, the next group that came in were like the Kyle Benjamins and the Christian Eckes's. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we got to like the Christian Eckeses and the Chandler Smiths, they're more like my sons. I mean, I've got two, I got twin boys and they're only 
four or five years difference from Chandler. So it's really like it's turned into like Christian to me is more like a son mm-hmm. and, and same with Chandler. They're not, they're definitely not little brothers. They're definitely, yeah. and I don't mean this in a bad, they're not my buddies. They're not my pals. Right. They're like my sons. Yeah. And, and now I mentor them. I find my, my, I mentor them off track way more than I even have to on track. And mm-hmm. that's just teaching them. So the one thing we're really good at, I feel at our company is teaching them what it's, what a, what it is to be a professional race car driver. And that's not just driving in a circle. I mean, that is everything that that's coming and doing radio shows and that's coming and and having your obligations and and doing what you need to do to get your your brand out there, doing what you need to do to represent your sponsor in Mm -hmm. a positive way, doing what you knowing how to handle yourself when things are bad. Everyone handles things well when when you're winning. Yeah, it's easy (laughs) to win. So it's knowing how to it's hard, you know, learning to lose with with some grace and and learning how to handle that. And we like to win. Yeah, we like to win a lot. (laughs) That's that's why we try to do it as often as we possibly can. But but sometimes you just get your butt beat, and you got to take it like a man, and you can't you can't be and you got to take it with class and and just know that the people around you are all trying. And mm-hmm. even when you're not winning, and we've had streaks where we haven't win, been winning like we want to, you know, that that's when you ch- check the character of the people. But that's what I'm trying to teach the kids yeah. is just how to handle the adversity because they're, they're going to hand, handle or they're going to deal with adversity. Going exactly. Through the and a lot of them have not had to deal with. Because you you get a lot of these kids now that they're they're coming up through the quarter midgets, the legends, or whatever. They've won hundreds of races because they 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 end up in a position where they can pretty much buy, you know the. But so they haven't had to lose a lot. But the higher you go, as you well know, the 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 more everybody is as good or better than you. So you got to learn to step up into and onto the bigger stage. And that can be hard for some young kids to do. We forget these are still kids. They're still growing. Right. And, they, know, and, and they, need to, they need to learn to embrace the competition. Yes. Yep. Yep. Like they, they can't think that they're just going to go out there and humiliate the rest of the field. And they right. do that at the lower ranks a yep. lot of times because they've been in the best cars. And then they get my in my stuff and they're still honestly probably in the best cars in the series. Yep. So they're still being a little bit spoiled to that fact exactly. and then they leave me and a lot of times they go to kbm and again they're probably in the best vehicle again but eventually that runs out mm-hmm. like yep. when you get to the cup level and that's what we're trying to build is cup drivers exactly yep. you don't have better equipment than the other guys you have equal exactly right. and so you better you got to embrace competition if you can't embrace competition and comp- and that doesn't bring out the best in you Honestly, that's that's the unmeasurable that we yep. can't quantify. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've seen the movie Money Moneyball. That you know, when they talk about the stuff, you can measure all the yep. all the different dynamics and and all the the, the measurables Stats of the whatever, uh, right. Yeah. But yep. but there's still that unmeasurable stuff that you that's can't right. quantify. That's it in racing. You just got to yep. know how's the kid going to handle competition. And like I'm going to speak of one last year, Christian Eckes. I, I was hoping you were going to because like, if not, I was going to ask you about Christian and how he came back from. You know, having to miss that Salem race in the spring, and he just absolutely dug his heels in. Uh, you look at Christian's last, I think, seven or eight races. He finished first or second the last eight races think, last yep. year. Um, and won three of them. Won three of them, and won at Kansas in just a toe-to-toe battle with the best intermediate driver in the series, because mm-hmm. Michael Self has been the best intermediate driver in the series. That was... That in itself, and then the move he pulled to win the championship, honestly, it was just, it, it, it said a lot about what he's made of. And that's going to, 
you're going to see him succeed at the next level because of that. And 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 I'll tell you, Michael, it was I'm sure it was hard for him to handle. But man, every time there's a winner, there's got to be a loser on the for other sure. side. Yep. And uh, and Michael's a fantastic fantastic competitor, and he's going to be the one to beat. I really believe this mm-hmm. year. But uh, but on that day, Christian stood just a little taller that day, and that, that's the thing, man. It's it's a one on something like that one on one competition. Someone's got to win, and unfortunately, right. the other side, someone's got to lose. For sure. Now, you you mentioned Christian, obviously. Chandler Smith is, is another one, and we talked about Christopher Bell earlier, obviously, now at the cup level. You you guys have had and, and still have some of what I would argue the absolute top prospects you know, throughout the, the really the national spotlight right now. And, and, you know, Christopher proved it, but Chandler, I feel like right now, is really proving it. I think back to that Salem race last year that he obliterated the field in, and he get, you know, he gets out and he just has this little grin on his face like, yeah, I just did that. That's all right. Yeah, Chandler is a, is a special talent. Um, I don't know if I've come across anyone any faster than he is mm. um you know and he's still honing his his race craft but he's gotten so darn good uh and last year he really did a great job in maturing um you know he's so young i mean yeah. it's not like like when i got bell he was quite a bit older and uh and like with Eckes, christian's just an old soul mm-hmm. i mean if you know christian, yeah. he's not he's oh, not yeah. he's not a he's not yep. a child and and chandler he's a child and that's nothing wrong with it, but he's like we've had to we've had to kind of help him mature on the racetrack a little bit because he's just naturally he's he acts his age, which is great. You know what I mean? I like that. And uh, but I've watched him grow up and and mature behind the wheel. And man, he just got to the point last year. He was so tough to beat because he just he was put, he put races together. He well, was. I think he won. At- Tom, if I remember right, he won more than anybody else did last year. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, five times. And in the thing that I like that I look at with both Christian and Chandler is they're they're very smooth. It seems like they're very smooth racers. You don't see either of them take a lot of high risks. It's almost like watching them. They 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 make it look easy. And even the times I've seen Chandler in. The truck series, he, again, he just has that, and, and Christian has it as well. They just make it look easy. I, I think they're both great talents, and I think they both uh, will do very, very well in NASCAR. You know, really they're both that. good about taking care of their equipment. Yeah. Their driving styles are actually uh, very different. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's something, you know, we do we do a lot with film study, and we work with Dartfish and stuff like that, and um, their driving styles are, are actually pretty different uh vastly different and uh but it's kind of funny they get there the same way they go around the racetrack and they end up in the yeah. same spot and they yep. both do it very efficiently and and very well but uh but definitely different driving styles now i'm glad you brought up dartfish and some of the technology too because i i imagine you know from your driving days and how we've seen the ability to utilize some of that technology as a, as a teaching tool that you know that we probably couldn't have pictured 15 years ago when you were in the seat. Uh, no doubt, man. Uh, we've been and we've been using that. Um, we've been using Dirtfish, and now we and then we've got different uh, programs we fill out with Toyota and stuff like that. Um, but we've been using we've been using Film Study and Dirtfish since uh, since Logano days. So it goes mm-hmm. back that long. Okay. Ago. Wow. Yeah. It makes a difference. It shows. And of course, now with iRacing, I mean, it's in simulation. It's just so 
such a different world for these young kids coming up and you can't delegitimize that because the mental training you get and the picture you can build is is basically very accurate well part of being over venturing motorsports uh, you know we have access to all the toyota mm-hmm. uh benefits and part of that is the simulator mm-hmm. up in salisbury and that thing is state-of-the-art multi-million dollar simulator to have and it is out of this world and, and my drivers use it often and uh and we've seen nothing but huge gains from it sure i was going to say huge gains on the racetrack huge gains in the numbers too 67 arca menard series victories and counting by the way including the win at daytona just a couple of weeks ago uh, when we come back we will have even more conversation with billy venturini here on motorsports madness stick around the fun continues right after this how to be a great dad in 15 seconds Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at (laughs) thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerGuru.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Billy Venturini, Nick Moncher, and Red. James Mellick punching buttons as uh, we continue to roll through two hours of conversation tonight. Breaking yes, news. Yes, breaking news. Yes. Arca West Las Vegas Bullring lineup. If you're listening to us or watching us live. Yes, NBC uh, Track Pass. Yeah, uh, Track Pass at 11 p.m. Eastern. Here's your lineup. Sam Mayer on the pole. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> Jesse Love second. How about this? Joey East third quick. He was not good in practice. I saw that. I saw that lap pop up and I'm like, whoa, because two, we're we're familiar with Joey on yeah, this show. Two race face brand development drivers second and third. Gracie Trotter fourth. Blaine Perkins fifth. Trevor Huddleston, Jack Wood. 6th and 7th, and Todd Souza, Gio Selzy, Wallace Allen, Austin Reed, uh, Zach Telford, uh, Takuma Koga, I'm not sure who that is, Holly Holland, Chris Loudon, um, Bridget Burton, and Bobby Hillis. That would be Bridget Burgess. Burden, it says here. Oh, well. Some, B-U-R-D-E-N. That some, would be Burden. Somebody on Twitter's lying. Okay, well, there's Matt Weaver. So oh, Weaver. I'm just reading Weaver's. Uh, Doggone it, Weaver. Yeah, Matt Weaver. Hashtag spelling problems, apparently. It's okay. But, again, Sam Mayer and Jesse Love starting first. Good for Yeah, Joey. by the way, that, that's kid. two current Race Face brand development drivers in the top three and, a, and an alum on the pole. Yeah, Sam Mayer. That's right. Yep. So, yeah. Hi, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Very good stuff. Indeed. And, and Jesse, of course, tested for Venturini. So you're familiar with him, right, Billy? Actually, I'm familiar with most of those drivers that uh, drove for McAnally. We tested a bunch of them for mm-hmm. Toyota in the offseason. Did Geo, did Jesse, and uh, and Holly Holland? I'm very, you know, and and this tonight is going to start to be a gauge, Tom. But I'm excited to see what Jesse, and particularly Jesse and Geo, can do yeah. in those cars on the West Coast. I mean, we know uh, that BMR is a team, and Bill kind of alluded to this a little bit on Twitter afterwards. We know they kind of had some things to that were working on that weren't quite where they needed them to be at New Smyrna, but I think tonight, you know, yes, he's a tenth and a half, tenth and a half, if I can remember how to talk. <laughs> Reboot. Off, uh, well, no, that was just tongue not connecting <laughs> yeah. to brain properly. You know, Jesse's a tenth and a, a tenth and a quarter, tenth and a half off Sam, but, I mean, Sam's been the fastest thing in Las Vegas all day, yeah. so unless that car blows a tire and he ends up in the wall, he's going to win that race. Uh, so I, th- I think we're seeing really where where the series is at for the first time as far as the West goes. And I'm I'm pleased, I'm impressed to see Jesse come right out of the gate and, and go toe-to-toe and, and beat you know the two Sunrise Ford cars the way he has. I mean, both Blaine Perkins and Trevor Huddleston certainly have you know exp- yep. plenty of experience um, on most of the tracks that the West drivers will visit this year. So Well, uh, and Sunrise has an alliance with Stuart Haas Racing now. They do. So yes, they again, do. You know, that's, you got to throw that in there. So, yeah, interesting. It'll be fun to watch that race later. It will. Very much fun. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left still in this segment and uh, can can dig back in with uh, Billy Venturini a little bit on Venturini Motorsports sure. on the Arkham Menard Series side. And, you know, we were talking a little bit of specifics on some of the drivers you've worked with more recently. And now that we've seen him get all the way to the Cup Series, Billy, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts from when you guys were working with Christopher Bell really at his earliest, you know, that was some of his earliest stock, you know, proper stock car experience that you guys were seeing with him, you know, and really kind of helping to build him for those next levels. Yeah, you know, Christopher immediately showed 
just crazy amounts of talent. Uh, we took him to Salem of all places. Of all places, first oh, wow. first run, yeah, and and then he <laughs> won the thing. Oh, um, high banks. <clears throat> yeah, he was terrific, and uh, he's just wow, he's just got great car control, mm-hmm. and he's just fast. And there's just some drivers. The moment they they pull out uh, off pit road, you're like, okay, this this is something. Um, and Christopher is just one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm curious now, from from the owner's standpoint, obviously we've seen a lot of changes over the offseason with the ARCA acquisition of the what was the K&M Pro Series East and West, and then, of course, NASCAR's acquisition of ARCA as a whole. You know, from your perspective, I know, you know there's obviously going to be some growing pains in a situation like this, but how have you seen it from the garage area since, you know, since over this past year or so as the transition's really taken place and now as we've gone into 2020 and started the season with where everything's at? You know, I, I thought the, just looking at the first two races we ran this season, we went to Daytona and I felt like that flowed like a normal ARCA race there. Um, flowed very well, actually. Ron Drager does a, a terrific job. Uh, we got to New Smyrna, and that was more like an East race. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it doesn't flow with the with the with the same uh, level of smoothness that the, that the big Arca series does. Um, probably some things we need to get a little. I think that could be tweaked on and mm-hmm. make the the, the uh, process a little better. And I'll be honest, I'm partial to the, to the Arca way. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and and I feel like it's been a better product than than what was the East before or the West. I agree. Um, and I feel the way they ran it was was a more efficient way. And I think that's why we're all Arca now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think that they're going to make it once we get to the East to flow like like a regular Arca race. I think you're going to have a really good series. Um, you know, it's got some some things in that series that you can't offer being that you can run a full right. season at, at 15 years of age. And, and then it's just not, it's not as expensive to run being only eight races and you can still mm-hmm. run for a title. And there's just, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of perks to it and it's got a little upside. I mean, we're running the East schedule this year yep. and we're looking forward to it, but I just feel like there's some, probably a couple little tweaks that the series can use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you got good people there, and uh, and I think with 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 Ron and Brandon and those people, they're gonna they're gonna get this. They're gonna get it right. Uh, you mentioned something that I I want to have you talk about for a minute for our our audience at large because you know with my family history having you know um, my grandparents been ARCA owners back in the late 90s I, I I understand this a little bit better than most but when you when you talk about what Drager and that family's done and the ARCA way explain that a little bit because it's certainly you know the, it is a way of life in the ARCA garage that you know maybe from the outside looking in people just don't always understand at first glance you know ARCA's had a philosophy where they just kind of feel like governing less is more and uh and it is, you know, every time a sanctioning body comes up with a rule, it costs us money. It's yeah. never, yeah. I, I've actually, yes. I, and it, we'll kind of laugh about this, but I always tell them, please stop trying to save me money because <laughs> every time they do, it never works the way we, they, 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 they yeah. intend it. Um, and, there, and there's even stuff we're, we're dealing with right now that I would just, Arca's deal has always been to interfere as little with the racers and let the racers kind of govern. And their job was to make sure that the cars were competitively equal mm-hmm. and that they d- and they did a good job with that. But they didn't govern us like like NASCAR does. And yeah. and I felt like that's uh, it's led for our success. I mean, that's why Arca's lasted as long as they have mm-hmm. as a standalone company. I mean, been around for what now? 
almost 70 years. I was going to say 60 some years. So that's, you know, it's just, it's a terrific company. I'm a big believer in it. I've been in, I've been in the series my whole life pretty much. And uh, yeah, and I guess I just kind of, I bleed Arca Red. When the East-West acquisition was, was announced, and you mentioned that you guys have you know, a presence this year in the East series, obviously running for a championship with, with Mason Diaz, running some races with, uh, with Corey Heim as well. We saw Corey at Smyrna really do a nice job for you guys. You know, what, what was really the spur that led you guys to say, hey, we really want to do this and be a part of this in addition to what we're already doing you know, with the National ARCA series? When the ARCA name brand went on it. If it was still if it was still K N N East uh, and and a NASCAR entity, I don't believe we'd be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm there because, like I said, I'm I'm an Arca man. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably as much uh, affiliated with Arca as any competitor in in, in all of motorsports, and uh, or at least as as there might be a few as as looked at in the same way. Well, but my family is definitely considered an Arca family. I was gonna say you were almost like a. I, I don't want to say a, fo- a founding family of ARCA, but you've been around the, to uh, if, of, of all the active teams. You probably got to be the longest tenured, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you go back. Dad's first race was in 82. And, yeah. you know, so I've been around the series since I've been six. Mm-hmm. So they've seen me grow up. I know these people well, to say the least. And and that's just when the ARCA name went on the E-Series, then, then it became, became uh, interest to us. Mm-hmm. Do you see it offering kind of an interesting new stepping stone for you guys when you consider that those races and really the showdown races where you can run, um, you know, the whole field against one another for the for the 10 uh, short track races, for lack of a better term, that the National Series is running this year. But to be able to get more of your 15, 16 year olds that can't run on the big tracks a little bit more of a platform to work with. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think it's a, an excellent way for us to showcase kids that that might not have the money to run all the big races or might not be age eligible to so it's just another solid platform um i think the one thing that i really want to see them just get rid of i just feel like we the 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 one thing that i don't care for at all right now is we're we're running two different motor packages with two Mm -hmm. different weights and uh, that's i mean that's kind of laughable and it's just ridiculous that we're doing that like we should be on one motor program with all same weight and uh because as far as I'm concerned, it's not racing when you're when you've got two different programs going like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, saving us money, and now I got to go buy right. K and East Motors because we feel like on some short tracks it might be an advantage. But you know, and the, but now I still have all my Ilmores, so now I got twice the investment. And yeah. uh, um, I wish if we just knew which way we were going to be for like the next five six years, we'd just jump in and we'd go do it. If mm-hmm. I had to sell my Ilmore Motors, I'd sell them. If I had to go buy more Ilmore Motors and own no K- no East Motors, that's fine too. But this the split thing is, yeah, is, is say, not a good idea. Just standardize it. Just make it the same, man. Mm-hmm. We should no real racing series to order different sets of rules like that. You just you go race. Fair enough. No, I'm I, ask a quick question there, Billy. Uh, you said you're an ARCA guy through and through, but I, didn't you guys try one time to make a truck race at Bristol? We did. Was, was we that something you we were did. We to did a truck into? race with uh, Justin Boston, yep. and we did a we did a couple Xfinity races with John West Townley. Okay. Um, we did uh, we did Bristol and we did Charlotte and we did Talladega with John West Townley. Weren't you were you guys dipping your toes in to find out if NASCAR was something you'd want to do or was that something like just uh, the drivers wanted to do it so you kind of put it together for them? It, it, that was it was more drivers wanted to do it. The, okay. the Xfinity deal I kind of really thought we'd I, that was kind of an interest. The truck deal was more or less the. Uh, 
Bob Boston at the time, uh, which was Justin's dad, wanted to do some truck races. And then we were supposed to do four, and then they were having some financial issues, and then we ended up not doing all four, and, and we just did one. Um, but that was supposed to be a four-race deal. And uh, and the Xfinity deal, it just didn't pan out the way we wanted to. We were really competitive at our first race at Bristol. Um, we went to uh, Talladega, and we qualified, I think, seventh. But we got we missed height by, like, like a 16th of an inch on the, on the fender deal. And, uh, and it was one of those, it was a little bit of a, it was, it was one of those weird and new guys. And I think we kind of got a little kick in the, yeah. kick in the teeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Understand. Um, real quickly, obviously a few things that are different with the, uh, the overall national ARCA schedule this year, Billy, a lot, a lot that's the same, obviously keeping true to ARCA's heritage, but, uh, you know, I'm curious your thoughts there too. Are you guys excited to hit a couple of new venues this year that, that, you know, you haven't in the past as far as the ARCA schedule is concerned? You know, I think Bristol's going to be fun. Um, looking forward to that. Um, I could care less about going to Memphis, but I guess we're going. Uh, <laughs> the road courses are fun. That, that'll be, that'll be looking, mm-hmm. that won't be bad. Um, I hate we're not going to Salem twice because it's, it's the greatest racetrack in the oh, whole country. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, I guess, uh, am I missing any other racetracks? No. Oh, Phoenix. 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 Yeah, I was going to say Phoenix. Hey, my wa- my Phoenix wife wanted to go to Phoenix, weeks. so yeah. I'm taking her to Phoenix. And now we're going there twice because we're running the West Race in Run the fall, okay. too. So, there you go. So she never got to go to Phoenix, and now I scheduled two races there. <laughs> and I, I scheduled Sonoma, but that's just so we can go drink wine. <laughs> I am not <laughs> totally just that for Napa. I've actually already told them I'm like going to pull like the old rich owner and show up with a couple cocktails in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is what happens oh, when you go to wine country. You drink wine. <laughs> And if you're the owner, you could do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're, we're winding this big segment up. We'll have one more segment for our radio audience and then TV overtime. So those of you watching on WSIC Charlotte, don't go anywhere because, uh, you know, we, we got a couple minutes for the radio folks. And then you guys will get a little extra debate from us. So stick around. Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Not going anywhere. We'll tie it all up right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help. 
but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. There's the outside pole sitter for tonight's uh, Star Nursery 150 at the Bull Ring at Las Vegas Indeed. Motor Speedway. Oh, by the way, there's also a late model race happening there uh, that Kyle Busch oh, is running. That's right. No surprise who's going to win that. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to close the show in our normal fashion. Uh, I know, obviously, off the top, we talked about uh, the the accident. And again, thank God that uh, Ryan Newman was able to walk out of the hospital the other day and we have our first public comments from Ryan Blaney, who obviously was the contact that tipped Newman into the wall that started the incident. And I want to close the radio portion of the show reading Blaney's comments because it really, I feel like, sums up uh, pretty much how we've all been feeling the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Ryan wrote on social media, I don't think you'll ever see someone as tough as Ryan Newman, and to see him walk out of that hospital with his two girls brought a tear to my eye. I was lucky enough to speak with him last night briefly about what happened Monday, and it was just good to hear his voice, to be honest. His Ryan Newman humor was at large and brought a smile to my face. The recovery he's made the past few days has been remarkable, and I look forward to seeing him soon to talk about it more. We are all competitors racing for wins every weekend, but at the same time, we're one big family, and you never want to see family get hurt. I've been replaying the events in my head over and over about what I could have done differently ever since. I'm very lucky to have a great family, friends, team, and incredible fans that have helped me out this week. I can't thank everyone enough for that. I also can't wait to have the rocket man, Ryan Newman, back at the track, racing as hard as ever. Ryan. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, we're all looking forward to having Ryan Newman back. So, uh, for... Tom, uh, Nick Montre over there, Billy Venturini, Red. Uh, I'm Jacob Seelman for our radio audience saying uh, we'll see you next time. Keep it off the wall, folks, till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. 
The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.